Welcome to the Pioneer Spotlight podcast. This week, I'm joined by Caroline Trowbridge, a board member at Women in Clean Tech and Sustainability, who are a nonprofit organization helping women to advance their careers in the climate sector. We're going to be discussing diversity within the industry and how we can encourage more women to join the fight for a more sustainable future. Hi, Caroline. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, It would be really great if you could tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, yeah, thanks for having me, Charlotte. It's great to be here. I am joining from Copenhagen, where I recently moved in the past six months, though I am an American and um, recently came from San Francisco, where I was working on onshore solar, wind, and storage at a developer on the project finance team. Before that, I was one of the first female employees at a very small energy efficiency finance startup, which kind of spurred my desire to be focused on both renewables and also on woman empowerment and building that story. And I studied pure mathematics in college. So that was also a very male heavy time of my life in which it was a lot of kind of encouraging myself to raise my hand, even though I didn't understand things and kind of building my voice in that way. So all of that kind of past has made it so that I am very interested on female empowerment in this industry and have been a board member of Women in Clean Tech and Sustainability, uh, WCS for short, it's a very long name. And for the past four months, four years, I've been leading an events team through COVID, which was a very interesting time to kind of think about what it looks like to put on events for an organization that now has gone virtual, which I think a lot of different organizations had to face that struggle. And also that though a struggle launched this virtual opportunity to become an international organization. So with my move to Copenhagen, I brought my women in clean tech and sustainability work here and have been thinking about the best way to launch a European chapter. We already have about nine volunteers who are focused on trying to think of a great structure for both in-person events within cities and also a cohesive virtual network. And I um, have also been working with my company that I've been working at, um, Orsted Renewables, on what it looks like for a woman in finance group, since that's very specific for for a company. And I think that's really helpful to have people who are relatable and kind of fit the same mold as you. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you guys are doing some some really amazing things. And it's great that you're looking to encourage more women into sustainability. And, you know, of course, that's going to be our main topic for conversation today, right? Why we need women in clean tech and sustainability and how we can encourage more people to get into it. So first of all, I mean, obviously, it's a really exciting time for clean tech and innovation within sustainability. So why why do we need that right now? Why do we need that growth and, and innovation in that industry? Yeah, it's a very interesting trend that we're seeing, which is very uplifting because it actually is corresponding. You can see the market is corresponding to more of a non-business part of this world, which is the fact that our climate really is changing. 
And we can see in the IPCC report that just came out at the end of March that, you know, every year that report gets more and more grim. And I think people see those figures both as very devastating, but very much an opportunity. And you can see investors and startups and big organizations are reacting to that news. And that's why um, I think a lot of people are past the phase of denial and into this phase of like, we need technology, we need investment, we need infrastructure. And um, it's been really cool to see that, even though it is kind of a depressing time. Yeah, absolutely. I think, as you said, that need means that there there absolutely is going to be growth in this industry. And I think that it's a really exciting time. But in terms of female representation, then, do you feel that there are a lot of women in the industry right now? Well, the industry is a very interesting bubble because there actually are many roles that you can be a part of and still be within general sustainability and clean tech bubble. Like, for women in clean tech and sustainability, we have people from all sorts of walks of experience. And you can you don't need to have a STEM degree in order to contribute. And so we're actually seeing a lot of like sustainability roles as being driven by not necessarily people coming out of STEM. But there are in order to actually kind of create some of these solutions, we do need some of the hard science side of things. And at that side, there's about like 30% of the workforce that are women. And um, I was reading that there is 45% in who are studying though right now in STEM. So that's if that group of women who are studying transitions into becoming part of the workforce, I could see in, you know, five to 15 years, the landscape looking pretty differently. But the current status is just dependent on the last pipeline of studying. And from my own experience, I definitely was, I was certainly a minority in my mathematics time. Why do you think that is? Why do you think there were so few women that were really getting involved in the more STEM side of, um, you know, studies and sustainability? I could probably only really talk to my own experience. But for me, I have, there are so many different times in my life where I could have stopped doing quantitative work. And the, when I think back to those moments, whether that be like in middle school, when I first started to be doing some of the more complex algebra, or whether it was in college when choosing to do advanced calculus classes, I think that people can be very easily deterred away from it, if not like actively encouraged, because you don't necessarily, you want to feel good in the work that you're doing. And if you're surrounded by people who are kind of like making it hard for you to be there, then I think our eyes kind of wander to different roles. Found that with myself at moments where I'm like, wow, I'm not loving being like criticized by this group of 10 older white men on my work on this call, like maybe I should actually try to find a role that's more nurturing or that feels better for me. Um, And what 
has stopped me from that pivot is people being like, no, you should stay. And also that it's going to get better. And that once you are one of those people, then you can make it better for the next people. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's a bit of a snowball, right? When when you have more women in those higher up positions, people have gone through that sort of experience, right? Those tough times where you do feel a little out of place or not welcome, then eventually you have more and more people who can say, actually, we, we need to make these people feel welcome. We, we can't have these situations where we're trying to, we're pushing women away from these sort of positions because we're not making them feel comfortable. And I think that's, that's really, really important. And I'm glad that you see a future where that isn't the case anymore. Um, cause I, I do think that's really important, but in terms of clean tech, and this might seem like a bit of a silly question, but why do we need female representation in these areas? Someone told me an anecdote that I've just totally grabbed hold of, but that the electric toothbrush was someone was invented by someone who had um, motor skills impairment. And so that kind of different perspective made it so that that founder built a tool that worked for him and people who with that situation. But I use a electric toothbrush and I think many people do now because it's an awesome product and it's just like makes people's lives easier generally. And I think that a lot of um, diversity in business enables people to see these issues of like, this is a acute issue for some and a pretty great benefit for many. And I think having women be there because when you think of the like many, there are 50% of population are women. So if you have women who are thinking about women or have at least the perspective of how that might affect that, then you are both aware of 50% of the population and the market, but also those benefits probably will also benefit men. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think it's definitely clear, as you said, that there are a lot of really great founders and people in, you know, high up positions that are women, which maybe we might not have seen, um, you know, 10, 20 years ago. Um, and I think there's definitely, I mean, like yourself, like the other um, people who are part of their um, women in clean tech and sustainability group is that, you know, there are a number of you who are having these big impactful jobs in, in clean tech and sustainability companies, you know, are there any sort of specific examples of people you can think of who, you know, have really made an impact that are women? Yeah. I think one of the women who I met with WCS has really stuck with me. Her name is Camille Terry, and she has co-founded a company called Charger Help, which is based in Los Angeles. And they are building a workforce of people who are able to, fix EV chargers that are down. And I think that that, like her story of just seeing, oh, we're going toward EV charging clearly, but also all these EV chargers are down and we have this workforce that needs to transition into being part of the clean tech industry is a really cool kind of big thinking that I, I very much respect. And then on the more kind of more advanced side of companies, the founder, co-founder of Sunrun, a residential solar company based in the Bay Area as well. That's where most of my references come from since I I most recently came from there. But um, 
was founded by Lynn Durick, and she has done an amazing job and has many accolades, and it's a public company now, and was actually succeeded by another woman, which I think is a cool story of, like, it, it's not that you just are one woman and once you're out of the company, it's over. There's like, it's such a precedent to set that you can be a really successful CEO and the whole company's kind of understands that like, it doesn't have to be a man at all to be an amazing leader of that company. Absolutely. And I think, you know, like we were saying earlier, to, to have these women in positions where you can have, you know, people who are looking to get into the industry to look up to them and say, you know, they founded this incredible company. I think it really helps to inspire others as well. Right. And it has that snowball effect of encouraging more women into the industry, which ultimately means we're getting these more diverse perspectives, as you mentioned. Right. And being able to um, have a new outlook on things and represent, you know, as you said, 50% of the population, which necessarily might have been overlooked previously. Um, and I, I think that's a really great thing. And, you know, it, it sounds like there's a lot of really good innovation in, in the space right now. And a lot of that does come from different perspective and having women in founding positions and leadership positions is, is super important. Um, with that in mind, how do you think we can encourage more women into the space? So I think climate change, beyond all the many other types of STEM umbrella, is a very emotional movement almost because, you know, you look at these stats and it's, you know, 30 to 132 million people will enter extreme poverty in the next 10 years. Like that has a very emotional response. And I think there it doesn't feel like hard science in some ways to enter clean tech and sustainability like i was saying earlier and actually we're seeing that over 50 percent of the ceos the uh, chief sustainability officers in companies are women now because that role is you know a lot of public relations and marketing and like there are these other industries that are very that do have a lot of forward movement for women that are being applied to clean tech and sustainability. However, on the STEM side, like we were talking about earlier, there's clearly a gap. And um, I think we just companies need to be very clear and intentional about their, like whether they're actually going to act on their goals and or even if they have goals about how they're going to transform their workforce, because I at this point, when I look at a company, if I don't see any mention of it, a attempt, at least to change your workforce and just like a list of white men's faces, I just don't even apply anymore. And that's like a prerequisite. So if you if you want to be attracting people like that, then you need to make that really clear in your kind of website and also and like go out and seek those people and you know prioritize that and not just be say oh no one applied sorry cuz i've seen that a lot on the finance side where you know you you actually don't get any women who apply and you're like all right what are we going to do now and you basically have to go out and look again. 
Absolutely. And I think that that can be an issue, right? It, it can have the reverse effect when you don't see any women in those leadership positions that it can deter people away from joining. And that's unfortunate. And, you know, we really do have to build people up into these positions. And I think it is a transition that's still happening, right? Um, we're definitely seeing more women in these industries, especially, as you said, I think sustainability and, and clean tech really does have that emotional draw to it as well. Um is very something we can all get behind because ultimately we all have an invested interest in making sure that the planet is is a better place for the future um and, and i think that's definitely a draw to it um one thing i think that that we've noticed um here at we engage working within the sustainability space is that actually there are a lot of people who don't even know that they can apply these skills to these areas um you know if you're working within finance or tech um, sometimes you don't necessarily think, oh, I can work in solar power, I can work in e-mobility. Um, so do you think education is quite a big aspect of that as well? Totally, totally. This would be a company I would want to start. Is <laughs> just like, how do you take all these people who have all these amazing skills and put it toward one of the largest problems, probably for our generation and generations to come? I recently actually had an, a case study with my partner who is a software engineer. And I asked him kind of like, why don't you work in clean tech? And he was like, I literally don't know what the jobs are. And since then he has done extensive research and knows far more than I do about a lot of the topics. So maybe we'll come and back and bite me. But I think that we, feel like we need to go back to school or something to do a career change. And there's actually a lot of self-educating you can do from just like following the news and reaching out and talking to people. And But I do think also on the company side that they need to be a little more creative about who they're willing to hire and how willing they are to train people on the job. Because you could go out and especially as a company like we engage to like reach out to those people and say, this company is willing to take you to that level if you are. Absolutely. And I, I think that was the, the next topic I wanted to discuss with you really was the fact that, you know, unfortunately, because there was such limited representation um, of, of women in, in fields like STEM and, you know, all of these industries means that now, um, we find especially sometimes companies want women with 10 years of experience. And unfortunately, you know, there, there just aren't that many of them because 10 years ago, it was a very difficult industry to be in as a woman. And I think there should be a real emphasis on, as you said, bringing people in and training them up. It shouldn't just be a case of, you know, we want women with lots of experience because we want more diversity in the team. It should also be about encouraging people into those positions. So do you think training is important as well? 100%. And I mean, I think we all do end up being really trained whenever we make any job change. Like I'm still learning a lot in just moving from onshore wind to offshore wind. Like the presumption that people arrive and are, are perfect for the job in every aspect is, is not right. So I would like us all to kind of move away from that. But I guess it also requires that person to dig in and really want to learn and um, and then the, I, I can see only success. It's just that if you, it is a big transition and a whole amount of content to consume. 
Absolutely. And we need to build people up to get there. Right. Um, and then I think also the, the other side of this and encourage encouraging women into these sort of industries is really exciting organizations um, like, you know, women in clean tech and sustainability. So can you tell us a little bit about what you guys are doing and how you're trying to encourage more women into the space? Yeah, it's a nonprofit that was originally founded in the Bay Area about 11 years ago. And the premise for women in clean tech and sustainability is to really support people at every layer of their career in every industry under that massive umbrella in at least at the minimum getting the conversation started and at the maximum leading to significant career development and maybe even a connection that will lead to your next job. Like I myself have worked for another board member at this point. I've uh, had a mentor who I connect with over the, you know, every five months at this point. And I have had awesome opportunities like this to, to speak and grow. And um, I think that the, that that's kind of the vision and then how it happens in practice is that we put on regular events, both uh, in person in the in California, but also virtual. And then we have a career development committee that's focused on mentorship and an active mentorship program where you get uh, paired with a mentor who you meet with on a regular basis. We have an entrepreneurship committee that's focused on a pitch competition and also an entrepreneur circle of founders who can talk with each other. We have a job board that uh, companies can post their jobs and it gets kind of directly put into the inbox of this large network of people. And we have a LinkedIn of over 10,000 followers. So a lot of this is being promoted and, and getting eyes on it. And so... I think that WCS has has a big vision and a wide scope, which can be a little daunting. Um, but it also is very, there's no kind of restriction to what is a good, a good idea as long as it's underneath the umbrella of kind of forwarding women in the industry. Okay, then. So moving forward, how can we, encourage women what what advice would you have for any women who are listening who want to get involved in the space but haven't quite made the jump yet i think women are very good at chatting and that that like removing fear from networking even though like maybe maybe you really don't have any of the prerequisite information or you you really don't even understand what the company is that you're talking to. There's very little to be lost on chatting with people and a lot of career development that can just happen from being like, wow, that sounds so boring versus that would be really cool. So lean into your, your chatting skills. I would say um, the self-educating, I'm personally trying to do this where it's like, just because I don't know something doesn't mean I have to go to school for it. And I think that is something I'm trying to build into my time of day to read articles and ask people who I know who are more um, knowledgeable about certain topics and 
just kind of understand at large the moving parts since this industry is moving quite quickly. And even the things that I learned, I'm sure my energy efficiency knowledge from like two jobs ago is already obsolete. So we have to kind of constantly be on the go on that. And then I really do think volunteering is a really easy way to get your toe in the grant sand. Obviously, sounds self-promoting of that you should all come volunteer for women in clean tech and sustainability. Of course. <laughs> I think I, I mean, I have this weird part of my resume that's event management, which is not at all what I do for renewable finance, but it has made me much more well-rounded. And also I've met a ton of people and, um, Certainly, if I was trying to get a job, I would want to be sort of in the weeds, connecting with different people. And it's a there are many different organizations all over the world where you can volunteer. But that is an easy way to get started if that's of interest to people. Yeah, absolutely. I think just just getting involved, as you said, having those conversations, meeting people. And that's such a nice way to kind of ease yourself into it, especially in an industry which might not necessarily have always been so welcoming to, to women, right? It's, it's nice to connect with other women who are already there and who can offer you advice. I think that's, that's a really nice community that you guys are building. And then on the flip side, for companies who are looking to diversify, encourage more women into their businesses, what advice would you have for them? I think we touched a little on the already established companies where you already have this massive group of men leading the charge for them they definitely need to show that they are trying to transition and uh, that will definitely help whether people even apply to begin with but then i think working with firms like yourself and others that are more in tune to like what it would actually look like to help someone transition what it would actually look like to not just hire the person, the first person who comes through the door or even through some connection. Like I've had friends where I've all of a sudden their friend is also working with them. And I'm like, I know you posted that job, but how well did you promote that job? Like someone could have done that job who's a woman, I think. You know, you can't complain about they're not being women if you're not actively promoting jobs out to the world. And then on the startup side, I really think if you can get people high up early on who are women, you are just going to set yourself up for success in the future. Um, I, when I started, I was the fifth employee. And then by the time I left, we were 50% women. And I think just having, a, not that I was high up in the company, but just having a woman early on indicates that this is a priority for um, for the company. I would say that's across the board with all all the flavors of diversity. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's so important, right? To to encourage diversity and whether you're a big company or a small company or just starting, like having that in mind and from from the start is is so important and the best way to kind of encourage more diversity, more women into your business, and ultimately then get those perspectives that you might have missed out on if you if you didn't have women in those positions. Um, absolutely. I think that's so important. Um, 
thank you so much for for your insight. Um, I think it's been really, really beneficial. And I think a lot of women especially are going to hopefully listen to this and, and feel empowered to be able to move into the industry. So if there is anyone listening who wants to contact you, get involved with Women in Clean Tech and Sustainability, how can they do Find us on our website in the sense that, like, if you just Google Women in Clean Tech and Sustainability, it will show up. And follow us on LinkedIn and join the newsletter, because especially if you're based in the UK and Europe, then that will probably be the easiest way to see things that will show up, uh, hopefully toward the later part of this year on our kind of upcoming events. And then I think on me personally, I'm very happy to connect with anyone on LinkedIn if you reach out to me and happy to chat with people about about what they're thinking about because this is one of the things that drives me personally is to is to see people kind of achieve their career aspirations within the framework of helping the climate. I think that's a win-win. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll make sure to tag you guys um, in the post as well so everyone can find you super easily. Um, and yeah, I think you're, you're working on amazing things. So it's absolutely worth getting involved. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for your time. It's been absolutely amazing speaking with you. I think you've given us some really great insight. Um, so yeah, thank you very much. And um, if you'd like to get in contact with Caroline, you can reach her at the tag in the description. Thanks, Charlotte. Have a great day.